This is Hired, the Good Karma Brands Recruitment Show. Looking for your next great career? You're in the right spot. And now, alongside Good Karma Brands Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. Good morning. Great to have you along today. Welcome to Hired. This is the Good Karma Brands Recruitment Show. And along with Daphne Ursu, our Senior Director of Human Resources here at Good Karma Brands, my name is Steve Wexler. Our show is produced at the GKB Home Office Studios in lovely, scenic, and increasingly warm Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Good morning, Daphne. <laughs> Good morning. So this is a show where we discuss jobs careers and recruitment and we really talk about our own company good karma brands um, we operate broadcast marketing and digital operations across the country from california to new york and wisconsin to florida so wax we have a new opportunity to talk about it's really a key content position in milwaukee and i'm looking forward to us learning about a multimedia journalist i love that because there was a time when that position would be called a reporter but today with digital and video and audio it's really a multimedia position and a storyteller mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yeah. we're going to be joined by eric bilstad and Michael Spaulding, two of our teammates here at GKB, to tell us more about that opportunity. Plus, oh, this is a great topic. We could spend weeks on this topic. Um, the impact uh, of your boss or your manager on you, on your mental health, on your well-being, it can be really awesome, right? But unchecked, it can also be concerning. Right. I agree um, completely. So um, I think that us spending some time talking about this is absolutely um, great. So I look forward to digging into it a little bit more. It's one of the most important relationships, right, that we have in our life. We have friends, we have family, but that relationship with a manager can have as much impact. And according to a recent study, maybe even more than your relationship with your spouse. So we have a lot to get to. We'll start with the recruitment opportunity that Daphne talked about, and then we'll talk about that relationship between you and your manager. All that is coming up here on Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show on the GKB Radio Network. Welcome back to Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Alongside Good Karma Brand's Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. Welcome back to Hired, heard coast to coast on the GKB Radio Network. Indeed, Daphne, and joining us today, as foreshadowed a few moments ago, are two members of our news team at Good Karma Brands from WTMJ in Milwaukee. We are excited to welcome to our show Assistant Program Director, Mike Spaulding. Hey, Mike. Hey, Steve. Thanks hey, for having Mike. me. Daphne, thank hey. you so much. Good to have you here all the way down the hall to the uh, Hired Studios. And news executive producer and co-anchor of Wisconsin's Morning News on WTMJ, Eric Bilstead. Hello, hello. Hey, hi, Eric. It's two veterans, by the way. Yes, yes. I know. We've the got... knowledge that we have in this yes, studio on the Saturday morning. I know. Knowledge and reason, reason and experience. <laughs> all of those things. And all of those things. <laughs> hey, Along with Michael. So well. our newsroom in Milwaukee is recruiting for a multimedia journalist. But before we talk about that yeah. position and what you're looking for, we want to find a little bit, uh, a bit about you and mm -hmm understand your journey. Mike, let's start with you. Give us sort of the highlights of your GKB journey, starting with WTMJ and how you got to the position that you're in today. Absolutely. So I have been part of WTMJ since very early on 2016, the day after the Super Bowl in February. I was, it was actually my first day of work here. Um, so I've been here just past the seven-year mark. I've done a little bit of everything. Uh, I started as the morning show, the Wisconsin's Morning News reporter. 
I then became the Wisconsin's Morning News writer and like in newsroom anchor. Uh, I helped fill in on the morning show in the co-anchor position, hosted it a couple of times, uh, was then able to move my way up to become the assignment editor, so a little bit more overseeing the entire newsroom while still being able to uh, stretch my reporter legs and do that sort of thing, but just kind of get a better grasp of what our team is doing as a whole. I then uh, advanced to the managing editor position a couple of years ago, stayed in that role. It just gave me a little bit more of a 1,000-foot view, allowed me to work with our programming team a little bit more while still having two feet firmly set in the newsroom, which was great to be able to experience everything from all multiple levels. And then recently being uh, promoted to the assistant program director here at WTMJ, um, has just taken that further. I said a thousand foot view. Now I'm at like a ten thousand foot view, while still, you know, trying to contribute to Eric and, and the news team as much as possible, and and be a part of that as well. So I've done a little bit of everything on the uh, the on air side of things. Learned TMJ from uh, early morning, and now overseeing much of our programming day. Yeah, that's great. Eric, tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, thanks for, again for having me here. Uh, so I, I've listened to radio all my life. I grew up just listening to uh, to the radio, and I just there's something about the medium that I just absolutely adore. And uh, that's what got me here in Milwaukee. I, I was able to get into WTMJ at a, at a young age and learn and do some producing and some reporting in the field, and I just absolutely fell in love with that idea of going and getting information before someone else had it, right, and be able to provide that information, and whether it's something very hard-hitting and investigative or something more unique and just a, a, an interesting nugget. You know, I just found that to be just so fascinating. Uh, so as I worked in the newsroom uh, for many years doing that, I had an opportunity to work with John Mercure on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. So that's where I became uh, more of the on-air side of things and did that for several years. Then uh, was conned. I'm kidding, not conned. I was asked about... <laughs> he was conned. <laughs> I know. Which, is that an HR authorized term? Or is conned and taking on a new role? Okay. <laughs> I will say this. I, so I was able, I had the opportunity and I jumped at the chance ah, of, word yes, yes. Yes. Uh, to uh, lead in the newsroom and become someone who could also train and develop and coach and also lead some of our teammates in the newsroom as the executive producer of news. And it was actually uh, an amazing opportunity, not just because you, you get to see things from a different lens like Mike was talking about, but also just to become a, a better broadcaster and reporter. There's so much more that I've learned, and I'm sure Mike would say the same thing, from also managing and developing yourself. Like You, mm -hmm. you just kind of see things with a different lens, right? And you start to tell stories a little bit differently, and you see how someone, and you can empathize with a, a victim or a subject a little bit more. So over the years, I, I played both roles on the afternoon show with John and then also as the EP of the newsroom. Executive producer. Executive mm -hmm. producer. And then most recently, I've moved to Wisconsin's Morning News and have been able to work with uh, Vince Vitrano on that wonderful program. So we're talking to Mike Spaulding and Eric Bilstad, part of our flagship WTMJ news operation. Uh, Good Karma Brands operates news and talk and sports throughout the United States. And today we're featuring a discussion about our flagship station in Milwaukee, WTMJ. Yes, so I want to hear a little bit more about multi- media journalist. So tell us a little bit about that role and what that individual will do for GKB. That is a fantastic question. It's uh, it's actually something that I think in the radio news world, we're the only station that's posted something like that. Typically, you see, you know, on air anchor reporter, something along those lines, very radio based. But, you know, thinking ahead and, and how this company likes to look forward and, you know, be ahead of the curve, we thought, why stop with just a radio reporter, right? Why can't we have them incorporate 
taking video, being able to do social media, being able to have a visible presence as well as an audio presence. So what's really cool and unique about our multimedia journalist role is that it gives the applicant, the person who's doing it, a lot more creative freedom, I think, to be able to express yourself while still covering stories, but it really opens up the, the width the stories you're able to tell. You don't have to think, how is this going to sound exclusively on the air? You know, if you're a very visual person, this gives you a chance to get in front of the not only the behind the mic, but in front of the camera as well. You can people love to see themselves. And so our thought was, you know, if if you like to do that sort of thing, if there are great visuals, why restrict that just to television? You know, if you're someone who can see things in that way, we want to have you. Well, and usage has changed, right? The yep. news consumer yeah. is now consuming information in so many different ways. So, Eric, this multimedia journalist position, experience necessary, curiosity about the news, what are we looking for? All of those things, yeah. Experience always helps, although I do, I would say that oftentimes I think someone may assume that because they haven't done radio for five years, they can't do something like this. No, you can. I mean, the curiosity and, and some smarts, Definitely helps, but you don't necessarily need to be Walter Cronkite, right? You don't need to have this this voice that from God type of voice anymore. We're, we live in a different world now, so basically, this idea of an MMJ is more for what we have now and how people consume everything. You mentioned consumption, Wex. That's what people do nowadays. This mm -hmm. is how they this is how they read. This is how they watch something. This is how they listen to podcasts. It's through their phone. It's through these different devices. So why not incorporate a reporter role into that? You can do all of those things. And what I have said multiple times to different people is that yes, the core structure of radio is important to us. Um, but for us, it's about storytellers and about making sure that we're hitting all platforms. That's not just on 620. It's on WTMJ.com. It's on the WTMJ mobile app. We need to utilize all of these platforms because that's what people are using nowadays. Right. Yeah, and I love that because you got you gave us some great information, but um, and kind of actually answered my question. But I'm going to answer it anyway to see if there's some. I'm sorry, ask it anyway because I want to see if there's something that you can kind of add to it. But really, what is the role of a news per person in today's um, media landscape? So tell us a little bit about that role. Well, oftentimes, and I'll let Mike chime in on this as well, that it comes down to credibility. I think anyone can post anything they want online and try to claim something and say something. But as far as a radio reporter slash MMJ role at WTMJ, it's the idea of being able to get your hands dirty, to go downtown, to go cover the scene, whether it's breaking or fluid, and also be that credible voice of reason, mm -hmm. right? And be able to bring that information to people and know that it's legit. You know, oftentimes you can scroll through your timeline and see anything you want and be like, oh, Okay. Yeah, Mike, talk about that for a second, because uh, the WTMJ call letters here in Wisconsin uh, are a trusted and credible brand. So as you're thinking about candidates for this position, um, I have to be more than just interested in the news, mm -hmm. right? I've got to be able to understand sort of the credibility of our news brand. Yeah, it, it's to everything that Eric said about having curiosity and, and wanting to make the actual you know product, whether it's a video or an audio report, whatever it is. But it is also, yeah, like you said, Wex, understanding what it means to be here. You know, we we we're the station of record, which is very important. I think we all hold that near and dear to our hearts. Um, it doesn't mean we're not willing to change or open up at all. But it is someone who who wants to actually learn the news business and be a part of the news business beyond just reporting from a press conference and doing stuff like that like i think there is an understanding of we never want to be the news but it doesn't mean we can't make the news you know so 
someone that's not afraid to file a FOIA request or go hang out outside an alderman's office or you know make the 18 calls to get the governor or your senator or whatever it is. So understanding that you have that power at WTMJ to be able to do those things, but then also not have the fear to, to, to not really take that by the reins. Right. I think that's great. Digital writing experience, right? That's necessary. Editing skills also necessary for this role. Yes, absolutely. You know, one thing that we have really been promoting a lot lately and have been pushing on the, this current staff that we have here, and I think this includes Eric and myself uh, as well from being a little bit more veteran in the radio business. You know, when I started, Twitter was a thing that you wrote a story online and then you just sent it out from your station account. That's not necessarily how things work anymore. So it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be someone who's going to write a 9,000 word story, you know, and have it be this giant expose. It's, it's about grabbing your listeners, your viewers, your fans. So if you're someone that's awesome at being able to write on Twitter and make compelling content with threads or on Instagram with photos and things along those lines, when you're talking about being a strong writer and a strong broadcaster, I look at all those things to be included in that package. Someone could be fantastic at writing that huge long piece, but they also have to know how to kind of tell that story where I'm going to be. If I don't have time to sit down and read things for 20 minutes, but I, I just kind of want to highlight of what happened at the council meeting today. What do you what do you mean that the city of Milwaukee got X amount of federal dollars? Just kind of break those things down. So I think being a strong writer comes in a number of different ways. It's not always in the long form. Before we let you guys go, talk for just a minute about the kind of person that we're looking for, because let's assume you've got the news skills, the journalism, the digital, and all the rest, but at Good Karma Brands, um, you know, there are certain things that are sort of non-negotiable uh, mm -hmm. for us in terms of core values. How important is that in the newsroom and at WTMJ at Good Karma Brands. I don't want to step out of line and say we're the tightest team at GKB, but but I think just given the, the value of our work, the nature of our work, certainly. I mean, I see Eric all day, every single day that I'm, I'm so here. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's no day that we don't collaborate, right? right? So mm -hmm. I, I would think for me, um, someone who's honest and is a hard worker are probably the, the top two traits that I would look for. Uh, ingenuity is, is very shortly... Number three on that list, but just someone who's who's curious, is a hard worker, wants to kind of get out of their comfort zone a little bit, and and has respect of you know what WTMJ means to not only Austin, Southeast Wisconsin, but the state as a whole. I think that's so great. Thanks, Michael. Thanks, Eric. Um, how can we find out more about this opportunity? On the website. Okay. All right. WTMJ.com <laughs> or on the Good Karma Brands website. Correct. Well. Good Karma yeah, Brands. Yeah. Forward slash career. So. <laughs> And that's Thank the you best so much. Way to get your application Definitely. in, right, Daphne? Yep. To find out more about, we talked about our core values. They're out there. Just to find out more about GKB as a whole. So that's www.goodkarmabrands.com forward slash careers. So thank you guys so much. Can I so add one thing? Of course. If you're interested as well, Eric and my emails are both on the WTMJ website. Mm -hmm. If you're not ready to formally apply or just want more information, please reach out to us. Right. I think we're both very candid. We're both very open about sharing what it is specifically we're looking for. And, you know, would love to just hear from you. I love, love that. that. Thank, Thank you, you. for that invitation. Thanks Thank to you. both of you. So an opportunity of news in Milwaukee. If you're interested, email, uh, check out the website. And we talked about news. We talked about culture. We're going to talk more about culture. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All that and more coming up on Hire, the GKB recruitment show along the Good Karma Brands Radio, Radio Network. Network. You're listening to Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Alongside Good Karma Brand's Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. Welcome back to Hired, the show about opportunity and recruitment. So, Daphne, let's talk about one of the most important relationships that we have in our lives. We talk a lot, of, I suppose, about friends, uh, significant others, uh, children, 
Uh, weird uncles. I'm one, so I don't I claim, claim that one for my own. But our relationship with our manager, why do you think that that relationship between a, an employee or a teammate and their manager can have such a profound effect on how somebody is feeling about themselves? Well, um, I guess when you think about how many hours within a week a teammate spends at work or even kind of thinking about work or around work, right? Um, I think now um, the 40 hour a week job, um, especially from a professional level, is just really not yeah, it's the a same. Fallacy, isn't right. It? Yeah. it absolutely is. And I think in certain roles, when you are either a manager or a leader in an organization or even someone who is, you know, far along in your career that some of those things you you take with you right and it may not end at five o'clock may end at six or even later so um, and then also when we talked about a doctor and a therapist their impact is not every single day right so you may see the doctor or the therapist once a week every once mm -hmm. a month those types of things but really in your daily interactions um, you have a spouse and you have a manager that you're interacting with um, on a regular basis so when I think about those numbers I, I certainly think that that manager certainly can have um, quite a, a big impact um, um, positively or negatively on an individual's um, mental health so if you're my manager what should that relationship feel like for us so that it doesn't put that incredible weight on our mental well-being yeah and I think um, and thank you for sharing your experience too because I think probably um, any of our fans or um, myself included have had both of those relationships, mm -hmm. you know, both of those different types of relationships. And um, and I think when you have that healthy relationship, which was the first one that you described, I think that that is so important. Um, and when I think about the importance of it, I also think, again, I'm sorry about our core values. I just have to bring sure. it in. And I think um, two and probably, if not three, specific core values come to mind right away when we're talking about being honest um, and being open. And this, I'm just saying, you know, if you're a manager and you are able to just talk about things, you know, good or bad, whether it's development, whether it's, you know, um, whether if something went wrong and there's mm -hmm. a mistake or an error, I think all those things are important for developing um, a good relationship. Um, I think it also goes goes into that psychological safety, which is a whole entire component component of mental health. Um, when you can come to work and say, okay, I feel comfortable within this space. Um, I feel like I can tell my manager what's upsetting me as long as I'm doing that in a constructive way, mm -hmm. right? I feel like I can have that positive banter with my manager and they can then redirect me, give me feedback, um, give me um, course correcting in a positive way. We're being open and honest um, and I feel like it's a direct conversation and they're helping me to grow and to learn. I feel like that is absolutely important and it is impactful. You, you brought up a point that I wanted to uh, just amplify, and that is that ability, that trust, that willingness to be able to bring your manager maybe bad news, right? Because nobody loves to walk into the manager's office and say, hey, something went wrong. But yet you brought that up as an indicator of sort of a healthy relationship where I can bring you both good news and mm -hmm. bad news. Is that mm -hmm. part of what you're talking about in terms of that constructive relationship? Well, I think it is. And I think um, I know we want to focus on the management piece. But if you think about every relationship that you have, so let's just talk about the basics of a, you know, the, ba uh, the basics of a relationship. You need to have it. If it's a good, healthy relationship, it needs to have the things that we're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. um, and again, if your manager um, has such an impact on your life, your your future, right, yeah, your, your economic situation, right? yeah. um, all those things, um, 
it's in your best interest for that relationship to be as open, open and honest and free flowing as it as it as it should be. Um, so yes, it's all of that being able to talk about the bad with the good, um, being able to also even give your manager um, some constructive criticism or feedback, if you will, sure. um, because that is, I believe strongly that that is going to continue to build the relationship um, and just having a relationship that's on a strong foundation, whether it's personal or whether it's within the work, um, it only just makes you a more engaged teammate, right? And so I said before about the core values, so the being the honest and then really listening, because I think that that's a, a part of that, you know, really sitting back and really hearing and actively listening and making sure that you're hearing. So what is the issue that mm -hmm. I need to really, what am I listening for, right? And how can I respond appropriately so that the ideal sharing and the thought sharing um, continues? And then finally, just kind of, it's that teamwork piece too, right? right? We're in this together, you know, we're working together. So I think all of those components are absolutely important. We're talking about the very important relationship that you'd have or you might have with employees or you have with your manager on Hire, the GKB Recruitment Show, Daphne Ursu and Steve Wexler. So you brought up something that uh, we should talk about for a minute. There are, uh, I've had managers who, when something occurs to them, no mm -hmm. matter the time of day mm -hmm. or what day of the week, feel obligated to either let me know somehow through an email or a text or perhaps even a phone call. By the way, I was talking to somebody yesterday who uh, is in the broadcasting business, uh, not with Good Karma Brands, but elsewhere in the country. Their owner calls them every morning for a quick update at 6.15 a.m., six days a week. Oh my Sunday goodness. is the only day that this gentleman does not get uh, an update uh, call. Okay. And when I heard this, I just thought, you've got to be kidding me. I'm still processing right, on that. I know. Give it's me a moment. To, <laughs> can you imagine? 6.15 uh, is somehow the default time that this this manager... And, and I thought, well... I think I would probably say to my manager, "Hey, this sort of rhythm of communication isn't—it's not working. Isn't working? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. For me, if there's something going on, of course I, I'd be happy to, to to participate. But it got me thinking about something you mentioned earlier. What about sort of the manager, the boss? You know, uh, they may be working nights, they may be working weekends, they might be working early morning, right? Um, those emails oh, in yes. this day and age where mm -hmm. the need to know and the information flow is so instant. What are your thoughts on the rhythm of that? And do you think, uh, you know, am I obligated to respond? Should I be checking my email? Because that can add to this angst, right, that we're talking mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. and stress that goes with uh, the work-life balance. Um, and again, you've asked a couple, of, a couple of things in there, which I think are so such good things. So maybe we um, kind of take it piece by piece. You want to unpack that a little uh, bit? Yeah, if okay. I could. Um, the first piece is, I think, in terms of whether or not someone is responding outside of the eight to five Monday through Friday, um, I think you really have to have that conversation with your manager about what that expectation is, right? So, I would think that if you don't know it, this is your opportunity to ask that question, right? So if you notice that you're getting emails at 6 p.m. or 7 p.m., um, you know, take, you know, next morning, go in, you know, you may answer those. I will certainly leave that up to you. But the next morning to say, hey, you know, I got two emails last night. Um, I just want to understand the expectations so that I can deliver, right? Because some managers could be, um, I'm just sending them because that's when I have time to do that because uh -huh. I worked eight to five and I had meetings. I had 90% yeah. of my day was spent in meetings, so I'm trying to clean out my inbox so that the next day I can be in meetings again. So they may not have been so, expecting an instant response. They may not have been expecting an instant response. And so for 
um, and this goes back to, I want to talk a little bit about those, that micro stress effect that you and I had talked about before, but um, they may not be expecting an instant response, but you don't know what their expectations are. And so that's, again, when you want to have that conversation with the manager and say, when you send an email at 6 p.m., what is your expectation? Is your expectation that I respond that night or is your expectation that I respond within 24 hours? So you're recommending really getting clarity on that. Right, because because every manager is going to be different. Um, my hope would be that that manager isn't saying I do expect your response mm-hmm. then. But if you're asking the question, I think that, again, is you showing that you want to do the best that you can to be a teammate and, 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 and to um, um, respond appropriately. But you want to know what do they need from you and what they want for you and um, and respond um, in kind. Thank you for that conversation about managers and employees. We'll be right back with more Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. This is Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Alongside Good Karma Brand's Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. Welcome back to Hired, heard coast to coast on the GKB Radio Network. And Daphne, we are joined today by Jackie Waltz. I love that name because it sounds like we're going to dance. I know, it's fun. I'll bet you're much better at it than I am. Jackie is with Fleet Farm. She is here to share more about the Fleet Farm story, about recruitment and opportunities at Fleet Farm. Jackie is with a field that is near and dear to your heart. Human resources. Yeah. So, so excited that you are here, Jackie. I mean, really, tell us your story. So, how did you end up at Fleet Farm? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I've been with Fleet Farm, it'll be five years in May. All of my time here has been in HR. I came in a time uh, where the company was in transition and really looking to build the HR function within the organization and what that looked like. So, I came in as a regional HR manager meaning I had a group of stores that I oversaw for the company. And from there, just really building what does HR look like within the company from an engagement perspective, a recruitment perspective, a benefits, just really that total package for the team member. Um, and a team member is what we call our employees. Same here. Yeah. So, you know. And you do that very intentionally, right? I mean, we all know that what an employee is and mm-hmm. what an employer is. But it sounds like you guys made some kind of intentional decision to call mm-hmm. them team members. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, you know, they are. We're all a team. We're in it together. And an employee just seemed a little bit more harsh or cold. So we went with the team mm. member just to get that team atmosphere. And I love that because that reminds me of teamwork, one of our, our core values, too. So just I think that also probably plays something into it in terms of like core values and mission and vision for your company. Yep. Right. Absolutely. It yeah. Is. Yep. Yeah. Talk okay. about that for a moment, because I, I went on and looked at uh, the website. Obviously, uh, anybody in Wisconsin know, knows the name and know, knows the brand. But I did a little bit of uh, digging and Daphne and I have discovered on this show. Right. In your world, there is the technical aspects of HR benefits and you know questions that have to be answered around payroll and all that, but the culture and sort of the um, core values of a company are really so important, aren't they? Whether you're recruiting or retaining people, talk a little bit about that at Fleet Farm. Yeah, so we've been around since 1955, and really the foundation of what Fleet Farm was started on was that Midwest values. We really strive to be part of the communities that we're in. We want to be local. We don't want to just 
have our stores there. We want to be a part of it. So we, in our existing stores, and anytime we go into a new market, we really focus on how can we be part of that. So we focus on our core pillars is kind of what we call them, mm-hmm. which is, you know, youth sports, the fishing, hunting aspects of it, the farm piece of it, military first responders. So we do um, a ton of different events to focus around those, whether that's from Kids Fishing Day to Shop with a Hero or Shop with a Cop, depending on what market mm. we're in. We work with the Salvation Army at the holiday season. So we just have a variety of different things that we do to be a part of that community. So ultimately, we want you to know we're local, that you shop local, and we're here to work for you and work hard with and for you. Wow. So it's not just a store. It's no. part of the community the fabric of the community. Uh, On Hired, we're talking to Jackie Waltz, Director of Field Human Resources at Fleet Farm. I love all that, uh, Jackie. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about the opportunities that you have available at Fleet Farm? Yeah, so we have basically three areas that we have within Fleet Farm, and those would be our retail locations. By the end of the year, we'll be at a total of 49 for those. And I'll go into those jobs right now. So a variety of entry-level positions in a variety of departments. If anyone's been in our stores, I mean, you could work in the clothing department. You could work in logistics, which would be stocking shelves, that type of thing. Cashier. We have lawn and garden is huge for us in the spring. So if you have a green thumb um, and you're looking for some part-time work I'm during out. that time That's of me. season. I, have, I was good on clothing and logistics. <laughs> the yeah. plant's my area. We'll, we'll so train so. you. We'll, Would we'll you? Train. Okay. Absolutely. That's we'll fair. Train. Um, on that. So um, we have Toyland, you know, which is also another huge event for us in the fall and just gearing up for the hunting season and then rolling right into the holiday season. Welcome back to Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Alongside Good Karma Brand Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. Tell us a little bit about like what does that right candidate look like? I know you have a different opportunities in different areas, yeah. but there's probably like some core level of like what kind of candidate yeah. that you're looking for. Absolutely. So really we're just looking for somebody who is excited to come work. Customer service is huge with us. Um, it's not that hard, right? At the end of the day, just be kind. Um, put that smile on your face. And, you know, I joked that we could train you on lawn and garden, but we can train anyone mm-hmm. um, on any area of positions that we have, but we're just really focused on that core value of customer service because that's at the key of everything we do. We want to take care of the team um, and the community around us. So Jackie, some people might come in because they think this might be a great opportunity or a good job for me for a while. Others might be looking for some kind of growth trajectory Mm -hmm. and maybe they want to advance into management Mm -hmm. or supervisory roles. Talk a little bit about growth at Fleet Farm and is that important to you? Do you talk about that? What does that look like? Yeah, it's huge uh, within our organization, and we have a variety of different career paths a team member can take. You know, if it's in the retail store, we have management positions, we have human resource positions, we have loss prevention positions. So you have the opportunity to, you know, grow from that hourly team member into even a lead role, which is, um, you know, that next step, and then ultimately into that managerial role. We have a lot of people that will start out in the retail um, store or in our distribution and will transition into our corporate office. 
you know, and that might be into a merchandising role, that might mm -hmm. be in an inventory control position, that might be in accounts payable. So there's just a huge variety of ways your career um, can grow within the organization. Yeah, it's good. Is there anything else that we need to know about Fleet Farm? Um, I don't know that there's anything else you need to know. I just um, want to reiterate that we are a great organization. Mm -hmm. um, we care deeply for our team members and the communities we serve in. We have a great benefit package. I think one of the things that sets us apart from others is we have 20% discount. Mm -hmm. For our employees. Wait, so if I'm a Fleet Farm team member, I saw the discount in your eyes. And, and so, in addition to my benefits and my pay and yeah. other um, benefits that I might uh, be entitled to, I can shop with mm -hmm. a 20% discount. You absolutely yeah. can. Okay. And we also open that up to your family members. That would be open to your parents, that would be open okay. to any spouse. Um, what about my favorite yeah. HR director? <laughs> yes, okay. Um, you know, For my 15 claims. Yes. So, yeah. Um, no, but that's really great, right? Yeah, because it really is. the culture, right? If there was no culture, but you got a 20% discount, that's a different story. Absolutely. What you're describing is a family and mm -hmm. beliefs and right. vision and not or, some really nice economic benefits. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I guess such awesome opportunities, not only from a you know culture perspective, but really from a benefits perspective too. So tell us how we can learn more. Yep, absolutely. So you can go to our website, careersatfleetfarm.com. Let's say it again slowly so folks who might be thinking about this can uh, check it out. <laughs> absolutely. Careersatfleetfarm.com. And then you can choose from there which um, division you're looking for. Again, um, as I mentioned before, whether that's the retail locations, the distribution, or the corporate positions you can choose from there. All of the positions then will be out there listed. So Absolutely. Yep. Okay, sounds good. That's wonderful. Well, thanks for sharing the story because, you know, Fleet Farm is one of those great, I think, iconic uh, brands. And for you to describe it as I knew you would, frankly, without even having met you, that it's mm -hmm. not just a store that has amazing variety and uh, pricing, but that there's actually a culture behind right, it. Right. Um, I'm always interested in hearing that. Mm -hmm. And uh, you did not disappoint because, right. I mean, this is a Daphne, 1955, right. right? The origins of a company like this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So is that history like still sort of alive and yeah, discussed absolutely. in your company? Yep. It's um, ingrained in everything we do. So absolutely live and well. And like I said, you know, when they started, it was that foundation on the Midwest values. And that continues today to be our, our focus. Well, just, we sure appreciate that. Yeah, sure do. And I love that culture piece again. I just got to point that out again, because that's what people are looking for when candidates are looking for roles. They want to know that culture is important to that organization before they join. So absolutely. great. So yeah, thank the days you. of just, well, what are the hours? What's I the know. pay? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. But, yeah. Boy, there's so much more. Absolutely. So yeah. And you really helped tell that story. So yeah. Thank you, Great. Jackie. Thank you. So much. Jackie Waltz with Fleet Farm telling us the story of a great Wisconsin company. And let's repeat the website one more time. Yep. It's careers at fleetfarm.com. Thanks for being here, Jackie. Thank you. More of Hired on the GKB Radio Network coming up. Welcome back to Hired, the GKB Recruitment Show. Alongside Good Karma Brand Senior Director of Human Resources, Daphne Ursu, here's your host, Steve Wexler. We covered a lot of ground today, from recruiting for a new position to a better understanding of healthy boss-employee relationships. Thank you so much for being part of the show. And remember, you can hear the show anytime on demand at www.goodkarmabrands.com forward slash careers.
For studio producer Chris Larson, show producer Aaron Tratner, and our leadership coach Steve Wexler, I'm Senior Director of Human Resources Daphne Ursu, and this is the Good Karma Brand Radio Network. Network.